to more than a podcast um we gonna jump right in we're gonna jump right in um no time for delaying i hit you guys with the um uh surprise episode yesterday um mostly because i didn't i don't recall uh posting last week so i'm kind of catching up i'm still catching up life has just been uh hitting from all different angles and stuff and just trying to get back into the groove of making um podcasting you know a normal part of the regimen i mean there's you know there's always going to be life uh before entertainment or you know whatever but um podcasting is something that is a top priority for me and i want to make sure that i continue to come through and give you guys uh what you expect which is more to greatness so uh let's just jump right in because i'm super excited i you know what i was thinking today and this was actually going to be the episode that that was going to be featured uh, yesterday. But since someone had asked me my opinion about um, the Steam Deck, which I posted that and you can listen to it uh, right now. It's live. Um, I just said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put a whole episode out there. We're going to talk about the Steam Deck and I'll give you my impressions and whether I feel like I'm going to purchase it or not. And, you know, not just talk about the good, but I talked about the bad and, you know, some, you know, really, um, fruitful episode so if you get a chance go ahead and uh, take a listen to that but today today we're gonna talk about something that i have talked about before if you're a long-time listener or you listened back when i first started then you know my um my origin started off with i believe my first episode was uh was about uh being a server <laughs> um, and it was one of those it, it's kind of funny because i remember that i chose that topic because that was the most comfortable thing um, that I could openly talk about in my life at the time. You know, like I really didn't have an experience talking about anything, but I know a lot about serving. So, you know, I just said, let me go ahead and talk about something that I completely understand and know and can speak factual about and not feel like I'm stumbling to find the right answer and not say the wrong thing. But damn all that right now because we back you know we doing like we do the uh books in college we doing the revised edition and we gonna revise this podcast for the now so um and this is this is kind of predicated off an experience i had yesterday because i went out um you know i um you know what i do for work does uh, have me do a lot of field work so usually when i do field work and if it's if i'm cutting a little close to when I would normally get off, I just take my ass over to get some lunch or dinner or whatever you want to call it and just call it a day. So that's what I did. And I got to say, like, I had a really bad experience. And it's always it's always funny when you have a bad experience at a place that got good food. <laughs> like like you can, at that point, I think that's I think that's when you're more more prone to telling somebody because you don't you don't want to mess up the vibe of you coming to get good food. Right. But. I would say, damn all that. Let's talk about it from the server aspect. And I know a lot of people who listen probably have been servers in their life. They probably are servers now or, you know, maybe they're thinking about being a server and they just don't know how to go about 
being a server because let's not get it twisted being a server is a really lucrative position i don't care about what people say like oh you can't be a server forever the hell you can um because servers make good money when you serve right and you know you 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 have a good rhythm and a very good system you can make enough to pay rent 10 times over um it just depends on a where you at like if if you know the place you're working is pretty popping and b that you're consistent in your method and your method has to be a one solid it can't just be a method of of you know bigotry or just oh i'm just trying to get my people in and out and just get the money nah you got to have a solid good effective system in order to uh find your position to be lucrative um you know moving forward but again we just what i'm gonna do because i think i broke it down last time i didn't even listen to the episode a long time ago i'm not gonna kid around with you um i don't remember what i said on the last one but i do know i did the episode but um I'm I'm basically gonna break this down to three cardinal rules because um because as long as I have been a server I've been served I've served for over 15 years um 10 to 15 years I've been in and out of all types of restaurants so it's nothing anybody could tell me about the flow of any type of uh uh restauranting business I've seen it all. You know, I've worked for big corporations. I've worked for small businesses. I've worked for hotels. I've worked for coffee shops. I've been everywhere. So I know how to serve customers on all levels. Now, that out of the way, um, I think it's three cardinal rules that every server needs to follow. And when I say server, I'm encompassing the server, the host, bartenders, everybody, the floor managers, all of them. You have to follow these rules in order to ensure that your guests are getting a positive experience. <clears throat> um, you know, I know a lot of places, especially the corporate places, you know, they give you these booklets and stuff and, you know, they try to teach you how to um, take care of guests, you know, in in the philosophy of, of how they want to run business. But their philosophy doesn't teach you how to be a better human being because at the end of the day, you got to be a good human being in order to make any of this work, Okay. So let's just talk about the, the the three things that I would say to follow. But before we do that, let me just tell you about the experience that I had yesterday, um, just so we can kind of knock that out. So I went to um, a smokehouse, um, to a barbecue smokehouse, um, and I frequent them, you know, quite often. I probably hit them, you know, maybe once a month, once every other month. I mean, it's not like it's not as infrequent as like some people who say, oh, well, I only really come here on my birthday or something like that. I, you know, I like when it's like when I'm it's like when I got enough money and I want to eat something that I'm really into and I just want to have a good experience then I just go to the smokehouse. Um, and the last time I went to the smokehouse, you know, I met a young man uh, as a bartender and, you know, um, it was really crazy because I because in the initial he wasn't very uh, outgoing, but as time kind of rolled on. Um, you know, he kind of opened up and we, be, we actually got to conversing and he actually put about 45 minutes on my stay because the conversation was just so good that I wasn't going to just drop it and say, okay, well I was headed out anyway because I didn't think he was going to talk like, no, once he started talking, we I stayed for extra 45 minutes, just chopping it up. And I think I even bought it another drink, you know, like these are the things that count. Um, 
And I was hoping that I would be able to run into the young man again today. Um, you know, I ran into the uh, into the smokehouse, and you know, the fir- first thing that I that I was really kind of off about was that um, there was no host that was uh, attentive to me standing out front, and I think that's and that that's not one of the cardinal rules, but that is definitely something that people that you know uh, in your in your system you need to check for. You know, whether it is a server walking around. Um, a floor manager or the actual host who may be doing other duties. Cause I know that's what a lot of places do. They will have hosts doing other stuff, you know, bussing tables and, and straightening up takeout or restocking something. They got them doing everything. Right. But the number one job that they are hired to do is to host and to keep their eyes out for new people coming in. Um, and I remember it was crazy. Cause like I I'm standing there at the door the server looked up at me. She didn't even, I mean, she just looked up at me and just kind of figured it wasn't her job, which I just thought that was just stupid, you know? And then, um, I saw the floor manager and he was moseying. And I think his thought was, I'm going to just mosey there because I'm going to be the last resort. Hopefully in my hope, I could just have one of the servers or whoever make it to him before I get there. Newsflash, they did it. He made it up there at the same damn time. And um, I just thought it was stupid because, you know, for what it was worth, he could have he could have, um, you know, coded across the way, you know, called the girl's name or whatever. She would looked up because it wasn't hardly nobody in the restaurant because of the covid protocols and everything. So and he could have just pointed at the door and she would have, you know, had the attention. But, you know, it was just really awkward because they both kind of came at the same time. And then she kind of stopped because she didn't know if he was going to say or do something. And I was like, but it's your job. Like, <laughs> like anyway, I was I was so just thrown off. And um, I went and I sat down and I was just happy to be out of that. So, um, yeah. So when I uh, when I got to the bar, the bartender was not about anything. He was like he had his back to me the entire time. He looked back at me just to acknowledge that I had sat down and said that he would be with me, but he wasn't putting in any order. He didn't have any guests. I was his only guest. So I don't know what it was that he was doing, but of course I'm patient. So it's like, okay, it's not a thing. Um, And he finally made his way over. And I think the fact that I had to be suggestive to him about things that I wanted that really kind of threw me off. I was a, I was a little, you know, miffed about that, about, you know, like I had to tell him what I wanted to drink. And I know that sounds stupid to say, but sometimes you do like to know that a bartender is on top of their game or they are giving you a sense of variety. Can I start you off with, you know, uh, beer on tap, you know, especially if you sit at the bar, beer on tap or maybe a cocktail or something like that, you know, uh, then I, then I can kind of bridge off of that. Okay, what kind of cocktails do you have? Because maybe I do want to go out of my norm. Um, but whenever I'm not offered that that chance, it's like, okay, well, I'll just get my normal. So I got my, you know, I got my drink, and I could already tell that he was going to be one of those people that were just going to give me a drink, disappear for 15, 20 minutes, and then come back and drop the check. And it's kind of funny because that's that's what the first uh, dude did as well. Even though he ended up being really nice, he did drop he prematurely dropped that check, which is a big big no no. Um, but um, when he came when he came back and dropped the drink off, I was like, 
um, I, I was like, let me just go ahead and order my food right now, you know, just so we don't get it twisted. So I ordered my food and, um, you know, I'm just I'm I'm enjoying myself. But, you know, the one thing that really bothered me was his lack, his lack of presence and his inability to read into his guests needs. Like, I don't think at any time he invested um, to make sure that I had everything I needed. He he posed a question, but it was in such a it was in such a ill-mannered and ill-timed fashion that it just didn't matter. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't personable because he asked me from across the bar and it was just like, okay, like you clearly don't care about serving me. Like I'm not even going to worry about you. And the other part that really threw it kind of left for me. And this is something I really hate. And this is, this is going to go into uh, one of my little cardinal rules, but this girl comes over and you can tell she's, I've had servers like this before when I was a bartender where they kind of find more comfort in hanging out in your area. And I literally, when I was a bartender, I used to look at them and say, um, you need to go to your tables. You know, instead of standing here, stand at the bar, looking up at TV or, you know, waiting for a drink. Why don't you go and ask your tables if they need something? Go do something. Go run some food. Go do something. And I remember looking at her and which and I remember the first thing she did that kind of had me like l- scratching my head was she just made a full circle around the cocktail area. Now, mind you, at the time, it was nobody in there but me. So I just I was like, OK, maybe you're exercising or something, but I don't know. But you could find something better to do other than this little track right here. Go run food. Go do something productive. And then she proceeds to come back and she was talking about her guest and what they had left her. And I was just like, OK, see, yeah, I got to get up out of here because this is not. And once I once I saw that uh, the bartender was receptive to that conversation, I said, yeah, he's not he's not he's not a bartender. Let's just say it like that. He ain't a bartender. But um, but anyway, um, you know, I got up out of there and yeah, I just started thinking I was like, you know what? It's still some things that people don't know in the service industry, which I think is um, I think is bad. I think it's really unfortunate that people don't grow into becoming because especially as a bartender because as a bartender nobody wakes up as a bartender and it's not about going to school to be a bartender like a, like a lot of my experiences as being a bartender was all of the all the years it's been years I spent more years as a server I probably spent you know 10 13 years as a server and in two years as a bartender and in bartending that all that experience came off of what I got in the first 13 years so you know, nobody could really have nobody really had to teach me anything about any particular drink. I've been watching them being made for so long and have been taking mental notes and understanding, you know, the systems that are in place in order to make sure that they are up to the standards that that, you know, whichever restaurant serves them that I pretty much got a lock on it. But when you know, when you don't take those values and you don't take those, you know, those lessons and those movements you know, from one place to the next and, and, and encompass the experience to project into a, like at least a knowledgeable stance, then it's like, what are you really doing? You know, what are we really doing? But anyway, my my three cardinal rules, we just going to get right into it because I, I, you know, again, you, you, you heard my you heard my experience. It wasn't the best, but, you know, 
it made me it got me thinking. So there you go. Um, my first thing is being attentive and being personable, being attentive and being personable. You know, that that's just that's just basic. You know, like it's not just about like first first off, I'm gonna say it like this. You cannot be fake to tables. And I think I said this in my first um, podcast about serving. You cannot be fake to tables and you cannot be staged to tables unless unless your job is a is an actual song and dance like medieval times or something like that. You can't fake who you are. You have to go up with a genuine disposition and have it bleed out that you are there to take care of these guests no matter what. And and a lot of that also, you know, dips in and I'm not going to go too deep into it, but you cannot read into your guests from a perspective of like race or youth. You can't think like, oh, it's just a it's just a table full of teeny boppers. I'm I'm not really going to put myself into this one because they're not going to tip because they don't know how to tip. Or, oh, this is just a table full of, um, you know, Hispanic people. I'm just going to try to go get, you know, Jose and see if he wants to take the table because I don't have time to talk uh, to talk through broken English. What? Like you can't assume things about people or you know, you know, have a separate motivation short of just giving somebody a personable and attentive experience. So that should be number one in anybody's playbook. You know, you never want to dilute the experience for an individual because because, again, I, I said this before and I'll say it again. The guests can read right through your silly ass. They can read right through it. They know when they know when you're being insincere. They know when you are only there for the money. They know when you don't give two craps about what they ordered. They know when you're not even really trying to remember the things that they ordered. So it's really actually just it's really actually just a factor of whether you are being an honest person to yourself and to these people. I just I mean, I because I just think that I just think that as long as. You know, as long as you know how to give somebody an experience where, like, they feel like they're at home, then you're going to be winning. So, I mean, it's it's really it's really no it's like it's almost like a no brainer. Honestly, it's like a no brainer. And my thing is this also, you know, people need to stop thinking or servers need to stop thinking in this three step method, this arrive, serve and then leave like that's not the way that it works, you know, because you can't you can't take away from anything that a person may expect or or unexpectedly have or experience when they walk in. It's like I was saying about the first time I went back to the smokehouse. I didn't expect to stay there for 45 minutes, but because things turned out so well, I ended up doing so. And sometimes that may be the case with your guests. You might get guests who, you know, come in and haven't seen somebody for like 10, 15 years. And maybe they need the extra 45 minutes to an hour or even two hours to just enjoy the time with that person. And it's not up to you to, you know, push along the time or the process to say, OK, you know, it, it began, it went and now it's over. It's over when they say it's over. Right. 
you should ju- you should just stay as attentive as possible in that experience. So at no point they feel that they weren't getting anything and everything that they needed to make that experience all that it could be. That is huge. It's the biggest part of the experience. You know, nobody likes a missing server. And just because and, and, and from from a server's aspect, just because your guests successfully got their food, that doesn't mean that you're off the hook. Just because you successfully gave a person a drink or you got out a couple of promotional drinks doesn't mean that you're off the hook. Keep your ass in the game. Go back to the table. Ask about the things that you serve. Is everything tasting okay? Was there anything else that I can get you to make it better? You know, because the worst the worst feeling I've ever had is and this is this usually occurred, you know, in the earlier years of my experience when I was still learning. And also at times where maybe I was deep in the weeds and I didn't have the time to get to people to ask those necessary questions. But it's it's a trip when you get somebody that's three quarters of the way down in a in a meal and they're just like, eh, it's, it's, you know, it's OK. It's like I, I don't want stuff to just be OK. And you and you could stop that as a, as a server, you could stop that. Because trust me and believe me that that feeling they had three quarters of the way down was there, you know, a quarter of the way in. And, and at you know, at a quarter of the way in, you just tell them, hey, look, if you if you want, I could take that back and get you something else. It's not a problem. Because it's not a problem. You know, it's so it's it's the, the fact of the matter is it's so much food that's comped out throughout the course of any day in any restaurant. But I would much rather comp somebody's food, get them something that they actually do like, than have them have an underwhelming experience and then never want to chant it again. Then I don't see them because they're just like, you know, I really wasn't digging that thing I had last time. And I just don't think that if I go back, you know, I'm going to enjoy anything. Because if, if everything tastes like that, I'm not really with it. It's like, nah, 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 nah. You know, you got to you got to read you got to read into the individuals. You know, take it, take advantage of of when, you know, you're serving drinks, if you're serving, you know, cocktails of people stay on top of it. Ask them about how it is. Talk about your favorite ones if you're of age to be drinking and you can have those conversations, you know, talk about that stuff. Again, that that personable experience counts. It counts. 110 percent it will never lose don't forget it number two number two really important do not gossip about other guests in front of your guests or anybody's guests for that matter don't gossip on the floor honestly i would say it like this save all your drama and your gossip for after work save it for after work when you're in when you're in the middle of your of your uh your you know your service shift don't don't say nothing about nobody not not another server not a not a manager not a nobody not not your job not nothing because all of the disdain that you show for anything or anyone again that bleeds into the experience of the people that you're servicing and even the ones you're not if you're standing at a at a um you know, at a POS station or, or a cash register for 
those un- unassociated. Um, you know, if you stand in front of a POS system and you sitting there gossiping about, you know, your last table and the fact that they only left you three dollars and twelve cents, what that's what that signifies to people around you is that you're ungrateful. You know, like like and nobody should no nobody should ever have the audacity to speak in that manner in the first place. Because it never matters what anybody does or doesn't leave for you. I've had plenty of tables that I have put I've put 110 percent into and got absolutely nothing. And I don't think twice about it. I get my table cleaned, I get it set and I get the next guest and I keep it moving. I've I've seen I've seen servers who break down in the middle of a shift because they may have um, a run of tables that they they let their heightened expectations take control. And, you know, like I, I had this girl, she was just bawling and, and she was like, I just had six tables and I haven't even made one hundred dollars. Like you're not even through half your shift yet. Like chill out. And, and 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 as a server, you know, and again, as a, as a little side piece to, to this to this, uh, you know, this rule, don't don't go. Don't come into work telling yourself what you are going to make. What you what you know is that you make a wage and that's what you should always be focused on as a server. You should be focused on the fact that you got a job where you make a wage, regardless of what the wage is. You you make a wage. You make money per hour. You know, servers get themselves messed up. Bartenders get themselves messed up when they start leaning their expectations onto the the actions of, you know, the guests on any particular day. And you can't do it. And I don't and I don't believe people I don't believe in the forecasting of saying like, oh, well, you can't never make money on, you know, Monday through uh, Thursday because nobody really comes in like that. And yada, yada. I've, I've made plenty of money. Monday through Thursday, because, again, it's all about consistency. It's all about efficiency. That's it. It's nothing else. It's not about, you know, like most servers try to go through that cast a wide net and then basically, you know, uh, take what I can get. Nah, it's not all about that. You need you need to grow yourself and become consistent in your effort and, and efficient in your delivery and trust and believe that it will come back twofold. But you can't go and expect anything. And when you don't get what you expect, you can't let that bleed out and become a topic of discussion, especially on the floor. You know, because that affects the morale of other servers. It affects the morale of your dining guests. It's like it's the ugliest part of you. That's what that girl did when I went to the smokehouse uh, this past week or or, or yesterday. <laughs> but, you know, the conversation with her was that. Guess what? They left me. They only left me three. They only left me three dollars and twelve cents. And I'm thinking you're lucky they left you three dollars and twelve cents because servers newsflash tips are not required. They are not required, but we're going to get into all that. So don't talk about your guests in front of people. You know, keep it, keep it to yourself. Take it home. Take it to the bar after y'all get off and y'all go chilling or whatever. You know, but don't, but don't do it on your shift because it's it's just ugly and stupid. 
And I would even say don't even do it at a at a bar because usually you got patrons who will have their dinner, you know, at one place and then they'll shoot over to another place to go have drinks and have a good time. And you in there shooting off your mouth about, you know, how bad it is being a server. It's like they, they listen to you and they're going to remember your your face, <laughs> you know, so just don't don't set yourself up for that. My third thing is. And this is mostly an encompassing thought with everything. But you have to realize it's not about yourself. It's not just about you. It's not just about you. It's about the job that you got hired to do. And a lot of servers and and bartenders, they forget that. You know, they forget that it's bigger than them. And I've seen a lot of servers fall and fail because they tried to make the experience they try to put themselves in the center of the experience as it was a revolving of their universe and it's like it's not you know and regardless of anything like like even me as somebody with 15 years in the game if i go to a restaurant tomorrow my thought isn't well, I've been doing this for 15 years, so I'm going to be making great money. Like, no, I can't forecast anything. Let me understand what type of guest, you know, we deal with on a day-to-day basis. Let me become familiar with what we do as far as our philosophy and our, our work, you know, our work ethic and how we push forward, again, on a day-to-day basis. And then let me just refine my craft and apply it to my skills and and do the best that I can. And at some point, hopefully, I will make, you know, make ends meet in in a greater fashion than what I was hired to do. Because, yes, tips are great. And that's what we come there for. But they're not a requirement. So if you walk out with nothing, don't expect that you have a failed job. No, you still did what you needed to do. But, you know, your your skills or your experience, it doesn't make you any better than anybody. You know, I've had bartenders who they they get an attitude when they have to repeat, you know, 42 beers on tap. And you might be repeating it in in your, you know, just in the experience of you doing your job. But the person you're talking to may not have ever heard about anything that you're talking about. Maybe it's their first time even wanting to try beer in the first place. And you can't consolidate their experience. Keep it or keep it as long or as short as they want it to be. But then going back into that into the first thing I was saying, you got to make it personable. Because because as a bartender, I'll sit there and tell you about every single beer we got on tap in a bottle in a can. And I would ask. Have you ever had a, have you ever had beer before? What type of beers are you into? This is what I'm into. Let's let's just try some stuff out. You know, like go, going out of your way to just give somebody an experience. That that's what counts. But you but you but if you're all locked in yourself and you're just like, oh, this is like the hundredth time somebody asked me about these stupid beers. You know, well, we got all our beer taps up here so you can just kind of walk around over here and just see what the names are. If you got a question, you could just ask me and I'll go. Well, they asked you already to just name the beers and you can just give them all the information as you're talking about the 42 beers. And if you're talking about them, you know, um, eloquently enough, 
other people will be listening. I've had it happen. I've had it happen where I could just sit there and be talking about all of what is offered in any particular setup that we may be doing as a promotion, or maybe it's just a regular way that the that the restaurant does this thing. And I've had guests at other tables like, you know what, well, you made that sound so good, I want to order that. It works. You know, and it's it and again, it doesn't it doesn't revolve around your own experience or how you're feeling about your job. You got hired to do something. So just do it and be happy. And if you're not happy with what you're doing, I don't care. Like when I when I hear people, you know, um, complaining about uh, managers having the, the audacity to say stuff like, well, if you don't like it, then you can leave. It's the truth. If you don't like what you're doing in any way, leave. Like, I don't, I don't understand how people sit around and complain about jobs that they're doing and don't take the steps necessary to change that scenario. And it's not just about, oh, well, you know, it's a pandemic and I'm just stuck or I just have nowhere else to go or I have no choice. No, you always have a choice. You just lazy and don't want to put the effort into, you know, changing the scenario. So if you're not going to make that effort to change the situation, then shut your mouth and just continue doing what you have to do. You know, I've worked several different places and every place I've left of my own volition. Because at some point, maybe managers change. So usually when managers change, a little bit of philosophy changes and I have a core philosophy that I believe in. So it's like if I find that something that I bring to the table or that I I view as effective, if, if that's skewed in any way, then I make my motions to get out. And it's no hard feelings because servers are always going to, you know, they're always going to be in abundance. I don't think I think I think at the end of the day, if I didn't work the job I worked today, I'd probably go back to serving. You know, and, and it will be an instant. It'll be an instant in because the, the, the one thing that's for sure is that the skills of a server never die out, you know, but it's those cores that assist you in being the best server um, or waitress or bartender that you could possibly be. But if you're big headed about it and you're thinking that somebody owe you something um, or you feel like it's OK to just talk trash about people or food or, you know, like like don't tell nobody that the food that y'all serve is nasty. Or that you think is nasty. Because a lot because nine times out of ten, it is personal opinion. It is personal opinion, but, you know, keep that gauge open so that if there is a consistency with, you know, comments or concerns from patrons or, you know, people within, you know, your your infrastructure, then talk to somebody who can who can affect the change. That that's that's about the most you can do. But going around, you know, pointing at menus and well, I wouldn't order that because that one right there. Nah, nah, nah. I'm usually stuck in the bathroom on that one. It's like, bruh, not everybody feels the same way about the same food that you don't like. You know, like I could talk about pizza all day and I don't really eat pizza. But it's not like I haven't eaten pizza and it's not like I, it's not like I don't have a choice of what I would prefer with a pizza. So if somebody says, 
well, what do you think about this barbecue chicken pizza? Well, I think the barbecue chicken pizza is actually pretty good. It has a lot of my favorite ingredients from other foods that I enjoy, like chicken, red onions, cilantro. You get a nice amount of cheese. You know, they instead of a tra- traditional, you know, tomato sauce, they actually do kind of a barbecue sauce. So that's a little different. But I think with everything together, it comes together pretty nicely. Like, like, why would you not want to eat that? You know what I'm saying? Like, unless unless barbecue or something in that statement is something that you don't, you know, ring to. Then, OK. You know, you can make your choice. What do you think about this Mediterranean pizza? You know, like if you ask me that, I'd say, well, I think it's interesting you know, and that's the first thing that should tell you that I probably don't don't enjoy it myself, but I would I would still give it a positive light. I find it interesting. I personally don't enjoy olives, but I think for people who enjoy olives, you know, uh feta cheese, this, that, and the other, I think it's a great pizza for them. It's worth trying. like it's a no-brainer like you don't you don't have to be so north and south about it like you can just literally put people in in the middle of the road and just let them make those choices themselves and even if it looks like they you know like they uh like they they're considering what you're saying but they still don't know push them just go ahead try it no look just try it listen if you try it you don't like it we'll take it back we'll get something else started for you oh okay I've had it happen a million times. And in all of those times, I've never had somebody say, yeah, I didn't like it. Like, no, no, they, they've they they've gotten it. They've been pleasantly surprised. And then you and again, you expound on top of that. So what did you think about the margarita pizza or um, yeah, the Mediterranean pizza? Dude, it was way better than you described. Awesome. Then you start winning, man. And that and that's thinking outside of yourself. It's not. Just putting everything in your experience. It's not just about you. You know, just perform your job the best you can with all the gifts and personality that you have as an individual. Because you obviously got hired because, you know, like, I don't think that servers don't get hired when if they don't have personality or aren't personable. You know, if you show some care towards people, you don't you don't get hired if you if you don't have those skill sets in place. So use those effectively and take charge of your experience and the experience of those guests. And I got a bonus one, and it's kind of going back to everything that I was saying earlier. But I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna reiterate it. Tips are not a requirement of any serving job. And I say this on behalf of servers who don't know. Servers who may think they have the audacity. And I say it for the guests who may not be clear. You know, and, I, and I'm, a, I'm a big advocate for that because the one thing is, as a guest, you shouldn't feel required to give anybody anything short of the money to pay for the meal. Everything you put extra on it really is predicated on the experience. What 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 did what what did I go through that went beyond the experience of just, you know, me coming here for an actual meal? Like what like what did I experience outside of that? 
was, you know, did I have a funny server, you know, or they, you know, did they, you know, <clears throat> you know, did they, uh, make my birthday experience, you know, top notch? Like what are the things that, that I experienced that I probably wouldn't have gotten on a normal day? You know, maybe, maybe you, maybe you're in a situation where you, you know, you, as a, as a guest, you probably ran and, you know, you probably went and got some food and it ended up being a whole lot cheaper than you thought it was going to be. And, and, you know, you just want to spread the love. Well, I thought I was going to spend $20. I only spent 10. So let me break even, give them five. I keep five for the gas tank. It's what it is. You know, like, it, you know, it's, it's levels to it. And we all have different motivations on why we leave whatever tips we leave. But again, I stress it's not required. You know, but also tips aren't a reason to crack whips on servers and, you know, have them at every beck and call. Like, I think I think it should just go on the natural experience of of what a guest has come into a restaurant to achieve and ultimately what they were able to, you know, experience as a whole. You know, if you get something better than what you initially came in for, you might want to think about giving, giving a, a nice little piece of change for that. You know, if you got a party of 10, 12 people and you realize to yourself, you know, in that party that, you know, you can be a bit rowdy. You can be a bit much. Compensation might be required in some in some uh, in some thought, you know, some process of your thought. You know, like, again, it's not required from your pockets, but, you know, you just take the thought into consideration. You know, at, at the very least, there is a consideration. But, you know, it's and going back to the servers, don't expect it. Don't don't go taking care of parties of 10 and 12 and just telling yourself, yeah, this is an easy 20 dollars. It's not. It's never going to be. You know, if you get 10, 20 dollars, great. Get 50 bucks, even better. Get anything. Awesome. But don't expect anything at the end of the day other than keeping your job. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So what has been uh, your experiences i don't know um you know most of my listeners i don't know how many of you have been in the serving industry um you know it will be nice to know what your experiences have been um how do you feel about tipping i mean do you think that it is something that should be required do you think that it is something that too many servers expect and usually skew the experience that you have based on what they think they should be getting like what what is the deal with tipping like um I just want to know. I want to know how people are feeling. I want to kind of test the waters because it's like I said, it's been a long time uh, since I did my last episode on serving. And I'm I'm going to start doing these revised. I'm going to do these like every year because I just want to make sure that I'm standing, you know, in the buzz of it all. Because, um, you know, once a server, always a server. That's that's pretty much the motto I live by. Like I keep telling people I could I could literally go in anybody's bar in any restaurant. I don't care what it is. We all wear black on black. So it's not it's not like uh, it's not like anything changed too much. And I could pretty much, you know, hold my own for the most part. Probably got to learn a drink or two that only I can get at that place. But other than that, I'm I'm swinging. 
Um, and then it came to serve it. I'm gonna kill it because you know ain't too much to know about food. One of the be- one of the best one of the best pieces of advice that I got was from a manager um, when I worked at a restaurant, and um, I remember telling her uh, in you know we were kind of in training a little bit, and she said she said listen you're not going to know every single ingredient and every single offering that we have on the menu. But the, but what the guests count on is that you make an effort and the effort that you make can be as simple as you picking up the menu that's right in front of them and just reading off whatever the description is. That's it. It was that simple. And, 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 and I, and I put that into practice and that became a regular part of my character and how I go about serving. If I go at a table and they're like, what's in the, you know, what's in the Santa Fe chicken salad. And I, off the top of my head, I probably don't know. So I'll just pick up a menu in front of them where I'll get, I'll come on the side of them. And okay, let me see. Okay. So it has black beans, has a Santa Fe dressing, has a, you know, red peppers, green peppers, this, that has tortilla chips, yada, yada, blah, 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 blah. And I, I've never had it fail. I've never had a person look at me and say, well, you didn't know that off the top of your head. And it's, even if they did, no, I didn't. So we both learned something, <laughs> you know, that goes into number one, making it a personable experience. <laughs> you share with me, I share with you. But again, uh, hopefully you guys found this to be a, a nice uh, episode, a fruitful episode, a knowledgeable episode, because I really had fun making this one. Um, if you got any server experience or you got anything you want to talk about as far as being a server or having a crappy or a good experience, um, I would love to hear about it. You guys can message me on Twitter uh, at more TA podcast. Um, they call me coach on Twitter. Uh, that's again, that's more TA podcast. Name is coach on Twitter. Um, and hit me up and we can talk about it. Talk about serving. Um, we talked about my last podcast, uh, the switch deck, if you want to talk about that, or if you just want to talk about things in general, uh, we can talk about whatever it is that you got on your brain. Um, and make sure to follow. Cause I really do enjoy when listeners come through and they give me a good follow and, uh, you know, kind of keep me in the loop on what interesting things are happening for them because you matter more than I do. Well, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my weekend. Hopefully you're enjoying the rest of yours. Um, do me that favor, guys. Take care of yourselves and each other, and I will see you guys next time. Bye, guys.